Hello, and welcome back to the Women's Soccer Podcast. I am your host, LDG, and today we have a little bit of a change-up of plans with our episode. I know on our Instagram we talked about doing a U.S. Women's National Team episode, but instead we decided to switch gears as the Barclays Women's Super League is starting this Friday... That is the top division of England women's football, for those of you who are wondering. So we're going to switch gears, we're going to preview that instead, and we're not going to do a U.S. Women's National Team episode. Sorry for the confusion, um, it just, with the timing of the episode, it just didn't really work out, so we're doing a Barclays Women's Super League episode instead to preview you. So... Get ready, get your notepad if you want to become an expert on the Women's Super League, which you will do today in these 30 odd minutes or so. So just remember, this is going to be a longer episode, but it's going to be totally worth it. If you listen to this all the way through, you will be a women's super league expert. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to remind everyone to follow us on Apple Podcasts and on our Instagram. People have been asking about how to follow us on Apple Podcasts. When you click on our podcast after searching through us on Apple, you can see three dots at the top right-hand corner of your device. If you click on those three dots, there will be an option to follow us. And then, obviously, on Instagram, you can just look us up at the Women's Soccer Podcast, and you can follow us that way. Thank you for your support and let's get back into the episode so let's get into the episode i'm going to explain how this is going to work we are going to preview the teams from 12th place to first place so i'm going to say who i say first and that's going to be the 12th place team each team there's going to be five categories that i talk about okay so just so that's clear i'm going to go from last place to first place and 12th place i'm going to talk about the reason why the first category is the reason why they are here why are they in 12th place? Why are they in 6th place? This is um, this category is to mainly talk about why I believe that they will finish here. The next category is key players. It's going to be three key players of the squad that have been on the team last year. I will repeat this again. It is not new players that they have signed. For example, with Liverpool, you will not see Shanice Van de Sandon on the key players list, even though she is a key player. It's all players that have been on the team last year. You will know why from the next two categories. The next two categories are the player that have joined the club, players that have joined the club, players who have departed. Lastly, the last category is ticket sales because, as you know, the women's Euros this year have caused a very big effect on the WSL. So that's what that category is mainly talking about, like whether they're playing at the men's stadiums more often or whether they sold, they broke a season ticket record or something. That's going to be the options there. Okay, so let's get into the predictions. In last place, I have Leicester City going down. Why are they here, you may ask? In my opinion, they haven't done enough business in the transfer window compared to other teams. The WSL is establishing themselves as the biggest league in Europe. So if you want to compete with the other teams that are making big signings, you need to ensure that you're making a lot of big signings globally. It seemed almost like they were just signing the players that didn't get much playing time with with the other teams. Also, they lost some key players in their squad, so we'll get into that later. Another problem I see with Leicester City is their lack of goal-scoring threats. They lost a lot of their young, promising players in this transfer window, such as Paige um, Bailey-Gailey and Abby Grant. Those are two good forwards for the future, potentially, and they're gone now. So... And they didn't really bring in any forwards in this transfer window, so I'm a little bit disappointed with that. 
So that's why I have Leicester City going down. Three key players that, again, were on the squad last year that were not signed in the summer transfer window. These three players were on the squad last year. Sophie Howard. She's a proven Scottish defender, and she has 30 caps for her national team. Ashley Plumtree, another young defender. She represents Nigeria internationally, and she did really well at the Women's African Cup of Nations. I was very impressed of her, and I'm going to be very intrigued to see whether she can carry that over to the WSL, while she'll be facing superstar forwards such as Sam Kerr and Viviana Miedema. Lastly, I think that the player that's going to need to rack up those goals for Leicester City is Jessica Sigsworth. A former Manchester United player has a lot of WSL experience, which is something that isn't really seen on this side. A lot of the squad is is younger. Um, and she also has the ability to put it in the back then. You can see that last year she scored a numerous amount of penalty kicks. And she's going to be that player, in my opinion, that has that England experience at the youth levels that is really going to be someone that if Lester was to stay up, I think she would really have to, you know, kind of help this team and ensure that she's doing a good, that she's getting the ball in the back of the net. Here are the players that joined the club. Midfielder Josie Green joined from Tottenham. Midfielder Alien Whelan joined from Brighton. Defender Aaron Simon joined from Racing Louisville after being released. And last but not least, midfielder Carrie Jones joined from Manchester United on loan. So those are the additions that Leicester City made this summer. The players that departed were as defender Esme de Graff to Feyenoord, forward Bailey Paige Bailey Gailey to Crystal Palace, goalkeeper Sophie Howard to Southampton, forward Abby Grant to Glasgow City, Zwani um, Zamali, the midfielder, went to Pormajou, um, midfielder Sophie Barker went out to South Sheffield United, excuse me, on loan, and Charlie De- Devlin, the midfielder, went to Birmingham on loan, and last but not least, midfielder Elise Bod body um went to bristol city so um excuse me if some of the pronunciations were wrong but those are the players that departed leicester this summer here are some of the season ticket here's some of the ticket sale facts for those people that are interested see leicester's season ticket sales have doubled in august according to their club and they're expecting even more sales they didn't release an official number there are some numbers floating around but i'm not going to use any numbers that aren't official and the way that they've done that is they've used some football camps which they've run as the club they've had them for boys but this is the first time that they've had girls specialized camps that are leaning towards the younger fan to engage with them so good news coming out of leicester ticket sale wise Next, let's move on to 11th place. And in 11th place, I predict that Reading will be there. The reason I think Reading will find themselves in 11th place is because they lost a very good playmaker in Natasha Harding to Aston Villa. They didn't really make too many big moves this summer in the attack. They signed some good defenders who we'll get into. But they really failed to make a, a good attacking based signing and they also lost to lower league side in Birmingham City during the preseason so that isn't very encouraging also considering that Birmingham City you know was relegated from the WSL this year so I could expect if they played like this during a season they could find themselves in a relegation fight although they do still have some great finishers up top that they have retained from last season including young Canadian 23 year old winger 
Deanna Rose. She's caused problems to the best defenses internationally, such as the U.S. Women's National Team. She drew a penalty in the Olympic semifinals that got Canada to the gold medal match where they eventually won the gold medal. And her incredible pace uh, is what has been helped her against those really good defenses. And it's caused Canada to really be impressed of her. Bev Priestman has clearly loved Deanne Rose's impact on Canada as she already has 73 caps at 23 years old. Another player that's going to be key for Reading this year is Natasha Dally. She's a very good finisher. She's represented England 14 times and played with top clubs around the world such as AC Milan, Liverpool, and Boston Breakers. Okay, so now we've heard about their key players from last season. Who joined the club this year that's going to be a big um, player for them? Well, as you may have noticed, their key players from last year were two attackers. And it seems like Reading's coaches, coaching staff and scouting department clearly agreed with me as they had a very defensive-based transfer window, signing former NWSL players Brooke Pendritz and Diana Caldwell, who had both made moves overseas to Cadwell had moved from North Carolina Courage to Man United, and Brooke Hendrick, who was on the original Racing Louisville team, moved to Melbourne Victory, but now both of them are now uh, Reading players. So those are two defenders that they have signed this window. They also signed another defender in Becky Jane um, from Charlton, and their three other signings were Jacqueline Burns, the Northern Ireland goalkeeper. She played for them at the Euros. She was on BK Hacken. And their last two signings were Lauren Wade, midfielder from Glentoron, and Charlie Wellings, the forward out of Celtic. So those are the signings that Reading made in the window. I think that with the attacker, with the attack of Deanne Rose and Natasha Dowie, and with the defense of Brooke Hendrick and um, Diane Codwell, they will be able to stay up. Although, as I did mention, they did lose a few players, and Tasha Harding is a very important midfielder for them. She made many appearances for them uh, in her time at Reading, but she's left to Aston Villa. And two other midfielders also left, with Brooke Chaplin retiring and Chloe Peplo left leaving on loan to Crystal Palace. And ticket sales-wise, they have broken their season ticket sales record with 500 season tickets sold. So it may not sound a lot, but last year Reading really struggled struggled with attendance, only getting a few hundred fans a game. So this is a very big improvement for them. In 10th place, this is a very surprising one. I was debating this. Originally, I had this team in 11th, but I'm like, when I saw that roster, I was like, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, this team is way too good for 11th place. But I think that they could struggle this year. Everton, um, I have them in 10th place. I love their squad, but I think that some of the reasons why they're here is they lost players. Main one of their main goalkeepers and Sandy McCliver. They lost Claire Emsley, who's an incredible forward, scored a wonder of a goal, literally ten feet in front of me for Angel City, um, against Gotham a few weeks ago, a week ago, and they also lost Kenza Dolly. So they didn't, and also I felt the players that they signed to replace them are good players, but I don't think that they're ready for the WSL yet. And the few players that they do have that I think are ready are only on loan. So that's a big disappointing. I think I'm a little disappointed. I love the players that they went for. I just feel like um, they could have signed a lot of those players on permanent deals instead of loans, which is 
um, my main problem. But their key players are Izzy Christensen. She has 31 caps for England. She's played at top clubs such as Lyon. She's going to help to stabilize Everton's midfield as she has experience as a Champions League winner, which is not something any other players in the squad can say. Tony Duggan, um, a great winger. She has 76 caps for England, and she's appeared at many other clubs since her last time. She rejoined Everton last year, but she that's Everton was her first club as a young player, but she left to play at clubs such as Man City, Barcelona, and Atletico Madrid. But after dropping out of the England squad, she's come back to Everton in hopes of regaining a spot on what is a very competitive England team. Lastly, Hannah Benison. She is a gem for the future of Everton Sweden, the best player on this Everton team, in my opinion. Um, so good already. She's already appeared at 19 years old for Sweden 26 times. She's just so skilled and talented. And if she is going to be a big player for the future, she's going to need some help from the rest of her squad um, to really help stabilize it up top. But the goals could come as they have signed forwards um, Kantia Snjogs from Bordeaux, who's a very talented young Dutch striker, and they signed Jess Park from Man City on loan. I love the signing of Jess Park. I just wish for Everton's side of things that they could have gotten Jess on a permanent deal. That would have been a great move for them, but I assume that Jess wants to get more playing time this season and then hopefully break into the Man City starting 11 next year. And for Katia, um, Bordeaux lost striker Kadisha Bunny Shaw last offseason, and I'm wondering if um, Katia can be that player for Everton, even though, yes, Shaw was on a very competi- uh, deep side at Man City. Shaw didn't get much playing time, so it'll be interesting to see how Katia um, finds her way in the squad. So, yeah, those are just two of the signings, though, that Everton has made. They've made a, a three other loan signings besides Jess Park and em- goalkeeper Emily Ramsey from Manchester United, Claire Wheeler, the midfielder from Fortuna Horjong, and Aggie Beaver-Jones from Chelsea. So those are um, Ramsey, Wheeler, Beaver-Jones, and Park are all on loan. But there's other players, such as Katia Snogs, who have came on a permanent deal, such as the Homeguard sisters from Turnham Potsdam, Sarah Homeguard, the defender is um sister is a sister to Karen Homeguard, who's a, a midfielder. They both played in Germany for Turnham Potsdam, but makes they both make the move to England in hopes of progressing their careers. Two other defenders were signed: Katarina Wilk from um, Rosengard, and last but not least, just today, they signed Elise Fiendek from. Eskilstuna United. So those are the players that they've signed this window. But as I mentioned, as the reasons why I had them in 10th place, even though they signed a lot of great players, they also lost a lot of great players. They lost their two main keepers in Sandy McIver and Cecilia Ran Runzendarg. McIver moving to the English goalkeeper moving to Man City and the Icelandic goalkeeper Runzendotter um, moved to Bayern Munich. So two big moves for both of those te- players. But it'll be interesting to see if Emily Ramsey does get the starting spot for Everton. Um, as an Ohlone goalie, and it'll be interesting to see if she does get it, who will be the starter after she leaves 
when her loan is done next season. It wasn't just um, those players that left the team. Uh, Sarah Holmgard, who signed with Everton this summer, left to Fortuna Horjong as um, they signed. So it was almost a swap as Everton signed Claire Wheeler from Fortuna but on loan, but they also let go of the sister, one of the sisters in Sarah Holmgard. She signed for the Everton Club. There were some paperwork issues, I believe, with the signing, or she might have just wanted to leave. It wasn't really publicly announced, but after signing with them, yeah, she. this is her third club of the summer. She moves to Fortuna, her jung, so... It was very interesting to hear all that, but she wasn't the only defenders that they lost. They lost two other defenders to fellow WSL clubs. Poppy Patterson moved to Brighton, Hove Albion, and Danielle Turner moved to Aston Villa. In the midfield, though, um, they lost not Gracie Clinton to Manchester United. She's a player for the future. But the biggest loss in the midfield, and one of the biggest losses for Everton this season, at least in my opinion, was Kenza Dolly, the French international, so skilled, so technical, an incredible free kick player, um, was not uh, used as often as she may have like been liked at her two previous clubs in West Ham and Everton, and now she moves to Aston Villa in hopes of getting some more playing time. Up top, though, they lost three players in Anna Annenvarg to BK Hacken, but they also lost two of their main um, strikers in Simona Magill, the Northern Ireland striker, to Aston Villa, and Claire Emsley, as I mentioned earlier, left to Angel City. So, ticket sales-wise, um, they did pretty well for their opening match, selling over 2,000 tickets. Only a few hundred are left for them. Now, let's move on to the ninth-place team, where we have West Ham United. West Ham made a lot of good signings this summer, but they also lost key internationals, such as Julie Flatterty, Katerina Skitokovic, Svitkova and, excuse me, Adriana Leon and Tamika Halep. So all those players were lost, which is a concerning thing for West Ham due to the fact that, you know, they did struggle in preseason without those players against teams that they really should have beaten. Liverpool was a different story. They just kind of got blown out on the day. But they lost to lower league side Hashtag United. Um, that was interesting. The very popular YouTube sensation club got, uh, you know, unexpected victory against a team in West Ham United that they really should have beaten. Against a team where West Ham United should have beaten. Hashtag. Sorry for the confusion. And so that's kind of a concern for me on that, um, side. But three players that, again, were on the club last year that are key are... The new, new key this year, and most likely will be very key, include Captain Dagny, well, new Captain Daphne Bringen's daughter. She's won titles in the U.S. to the Portland Thorns. She has 102 caps for Iceland, and as mentioned before, she is the captain of West Ham United. Yui Hasegawa, she has 53 caps for Japan at 25 years old. She is one of the most technical players you will see in the WSL, and she is incredible on dead ball situations, as shown in preseason scoring numerous set-piece wonder goals. Um, 
Lastly, Grace Fisk. She's a quality center back, just 24 years old. She's gotten a call up for England back in 2020, but has not gotten called up under new manager Serena Wiegmann. So it'll be interesting to see if she can shine this season and for her hopefully get a call up to the England national team. Some new signings this summer include Jessica Zhu, the young Irish midfielder from Shelbourne, um, two Arsenal, four Arsenal players, excuse me, that have been signed this summer. Um, all midfielders, but one, the three midfielders, Haley Housen, um, Kira Flannerney, and Lisa Evans. Lisa Evans, highly profiled Scottish midfielder and last but not least from Arsenal they signed Alex Hassany who shined during preseason um they also signed a few defenders in Christy Smith from Manchester United and Izzy Atkinson from Celtic last but not least of course they signed most recently Riza um Shimizu the defender from Tokyo Verde Belisa so those are the defenders that they signed in the window but up top they made two very big signings one of the future in Tia Tivag from the forward from LSK Kinvirg and um last but not least but clearly one of the better players that have been signed in this window um Bayern Munich and French player Viviane Assayi um, an incredible player, such good ball movement, but it is it is an interesting thing to see if she will be able to replace the likes of Leon, Yallop, um, Tamika Yallop, and last but and Skitva, Spitkova in the middle, and it will be also and be interesting to see if Shimizu and Smith will be able to replace the leadership skills that. Julie Flatterty bought for the te- bought for the team. Again, those were some of the players that departed the club. Julie Flatterty, the defender, departed to Liverpool. Katarina Skitkova, the midfielder, departed to Chelsea. And Elite, the goalkeeper, departed to Aston Villa. Midfielders Anetta Wine departed to Race in Louisville. Defender Lois Joy departed to London City Lionesses. Um, goalkeeper Emily Moore was released. Adriana Leon, the Canadian forward was signed by Manchester United. Midfielder Tamika Yallop went to Norway to play for SK Braun, and Grace Guard, the midfielder, went to Watford on loan. So those are some of the stuff there. Um, ticket sales-wise, they have multiple games on sale at the Chadwell, at the, um, excuse me, Chigwell Construction Stadium. That is their main stadium ground. Holds 6,000 people, but it'll be interesting to see um whether they do end up playing some games this season at the London Stadium. They have played matches at the London Stadium in the past, but they're um, not playing one this year, which is odd to see. West Ham has always been very supportive of the women's side, so it's a little bit fascinating to see what the, you know, obviously they had Jack Sullivan as their owner and boss in the in the past but after he's left the club it's been interesting there hasn't really been much financial backing of the squad as late lately as that you've been used to seeing from west ham so it'll be playing some matches eventually at the london stadium so now let's move on to our eighth place team in 
Liverpool, the newly promoted side, had a great year in the championship last year. That's the reason why I have them in eighth place. They did some great business in the summer, got a lot of good quality in the squad, and that showed in preseason as they crushed West Ham five to nothing. But they also have a really great combination of experience and youth. So let's take a look at some of those key players up top. They're the the pair of Leon Kiernan, who's the younger player. Um only 23 years old, already has 25 caps for Ireland, and signed in the championship last year while scoring 13 goals. But another player that is more um, of a veteran up top that they had last season is Katie Stengel, very experienced striker, has played at top clubs all around the world, such as Bayern Munich and Washington Spirit. Lastly, they signed Julie Flatterty, as you may know, um, who's a leader. But obviously, since this is not about players at the players that were on the club last year I didn't include her here but I do think that, you know she is such a tough player but I included instead Rachel Furness the Northern Ireland international vice captain very skilled midfielder and yeah she's going to be an interesting player to see how she develops the season in the women's super league so yeah the players that I talked about from last season Kiernan Stangle and Furness but I wanted to give a shout out to um Julie Flatterty and just because you know even though this is the key player sections more for players that were on the team last year Flatterty is going to be a very big part of that defense and speaking of the defense multiple defenders besides Julie Flatterty joined the club um Flatterty joined from West Ham, but Emma the uh, Emma Kosivito, um, the Finnish defender, more of a fullback, joined from Brighton. So the Liverpool scooped up two players with um, women's Super League experience, which could help them this season. And they also signed goalkeeper. Urfa Cummings from Charlton. That's going to be an interesting signing. But the biggest signing of the summer, clearly for them, was Shanice Van de Sanden. Um, an incredible player. Just And you saw that in that preseason match. I watched that whole match um, along to thousands of others. And Shanice was so good on the ball. And it was so obvious that Liverpool are clearly going to be a big threat in the WSL. And could they get top six I do think so but I think that they could compete with some teams such as Brighton and Villa and even maybe Tottenham but let's see I think that for now if they get eighth place they should be happy avoiding relegation um their ticket sales have also looked great as they've tripled their season tickets sold from last season makes sense as you know they got into the premier the women's super league and they've done that by having a great uh like relationship with the women's supporter club liverpool fc women's supporter club and that's really helped as the club has you know really embraced the role of the women's team as they haven't maybe done as much in the past and it's a big deal that they have the players have been really working really hard for this they engage with fans through a girls soccer camp this summer but the big focus is going to be on their anfield game on september 25th it'll be incredible to see the progression that Liverpool has made as a club and I think that people um big players and staff on the men's side such as Jurgen Klopp talking about how Liverpool needs to invest more in their women's team has really helped and propelled a lot more change for the better which is great to see on that moving on to seventh place I mentioned something earlier Brighton Hove Albion 
have a great coach in Hope Powell, great fan support, and have made big investments in the women's game. That's why they're here. And some of their key players include Megan Walsh, who's an experienced international keeper of Ireland, led the WSL last season with 75 saves. Lee Gumin, amazing player for Career Republic with 20 goals and 71 caps, has also appeared at the club level with elite teams such as Manchester City. Lastly, the young Swedish midfielder Julia Z- Zigoti Omo, the 24-year-old's make as a name for the future and already has made a name on the international stage for Sweden. So let's see who's joined the club. They've got Poppy Patterson, the defender from Everton, Sorry, who is a very impressive player for Birmingham. As Birmingham went down, Sorry stayed in the Women's Super League. Um, they signed Re- Rebecca Scott, the New Zealand defender. She was unattached before this. Um, Elizabeth Tarland, midfielder from SK Braun. Uh, Julian Park, from, the midfielder from Gujong KHNP. Um, and lastly, they got Jordia Fox on the defender on loan from Chelsea. But a lot of players did depart the team in Anessa Kogman, the midfielder went to PSV Eindhoven. Dakjan Kirkdijk, um, the defender went to FC Twint. Uh, Alien Wielan, the midfielder went to Leicester City. Felician Gibbons, the defender went to Crystal Palace. Daniel Boneman, retired, the midfielder, retired. And Emily Simpkins, the midfielder moved to Charlton. Forward Ellie Brazil moved to Tottenham. Um, Emma Colviesto, the defender, moved to Leicester River, Liverpool. Excuse me. And defender Maya Letessier moved to Manchester United. Francis Angel, Lewis FC, went the goalkeeper moves to Lewis FC on loan. Last but not least, Faith Nukunglau, the midfielder, moves to Blackburn. And some great news from the ticket side, as they have sold, according to the numbers on August 20th, they've clearly grown much more since then, but they've that on August 20th, they announced they had sold 1,300 season tickets, and they're playing their first two home matches of the season at the MX, where at during the, Euro, the women's Euros this summer, England played two matches, so including their 8-0 win against Norway and their um, win against Spain in the quarterfinals. So that's what it is for Brighton. Seventh place finish. They should be happy with that if they do receive it. Um, in sixth place, I have Tottenham Hotspur. They're here because they've had a great transfer window, stabilized their squad with a great mixture of youth and depth, and they didn't drop a place because they did bad in the transfer window, which is the other teams really excelled. Some of their key players from last season include Shalina Zadorsky, the captain of Spurs, played in the NWSL prior to coming to England. She has 81 caps to the Canadian national team. Cho Soyan, most caps ever for career Republic with 142. Very technical midfielder, loves to sit in that sixth position right in front of the back line. Last but not least, attacker Kaya Seinman. She's played club football in Australia, America, and now Europe and England. Very pace-oriented forward who has 111 caps for Australia. Tottenham has been very busy in the summer signing Drew Spence, the midfielder from Chelsea, forward Ellie Brazil from Brighton, midfielder Ramona Petzelberger from Aston Villa, Defender Amy Turner from Orlando Pride. Midfielder Angerhad James from Orlando Pride as well. 
um, the couple moving to London. Nikola Krasovic, the forward, the Polish forward, moved to Tottenham from Flory 9-1 in France. And another forward moving from France is Celine Bietz Ajov-Holvienzoy, um, moved from PSG. A few, four players departed the club. Josie Green, midfielder, departed to Leicester. Forward at Angela Addison departed to Charlton. Forward Rachel Williams departed to Manchester United. And midfielder Maev Clemeron departed to Serville. Um, ticket sales-wise, they are playing their opening game against Manchester United, the opening game of the WSL season, on Friday at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So it'll be interesting to see if they can pack that out. As you know, some other teams are packing out the men's stadiums at the beginning, which we'll, we will get to later on in this episode. In fifth place... Um, obviously, it could have gone with Manchester City. It could have gone with Man United. But you may have noticed the one prediction that I'm making that is a little bit uncommon is Aston Villa. I think that the work that they've done in the transfer window, signing a few top internationals, has established themselves as a force to be reckoned with. So let's now dive into some of their key players from last season and see if they can have a good combination from players from last season that will help fix them excel and players from this that they signed in the summer window. Okay, so let's go move on to our first player in Hannah Hampton. Hannah Hampton won the Euros with England this summer. It was not on the team in this international window due to personal reasons and so she has appeared at the highest levels of England and expect her to carry that over with Aston Villa this year. Alicia Lehman is a very popular Swiss attacker with almost 8 million Instagram followers, but it's not just about her presence off the field. She has very deadly pace on the field, and that is sometimes forgotten with, like, this her, you know, having more followers on Instagram than players like Megan Rapino. A lot of people forget that. You know, she's also not she's not just an influencer on social media she's also an incredible player on the field um last but not least defender rachel corsi experienced defender for scotland played in competitive club leagues such as the nwsl and is pretty physical expect her to you know bring some of her nwsl's experience and mentality to england this season with players like anita asante retiring She'll have to step up and be the leader of the team. Let's see who, which players have joined Aston Villa. They have signed Simona Magill, the forward from Everton, although she will be out for most of the year with an ACL injury. They've also signed two more Everton players in Danielle Turner, the defender, and Kenza Dolly, the experienced French midfielder. In net, they signed Anna Leet from West Ham United, and they assigned another defender on loan besides Danielle Turner and Anna Patton from Arsenal. The big signing, though, that everyone's been talking about is Rachel Daly coming home from America. I'm a little bit um, sad about the signing. I loved watching her in the NWSL. I always wanted to get a chance to see her play. I've always had the two games that she's played against Gotham, my hometown team, I was sick for the first game, so I didn't go. And the second game, I had other commitments. So I was kind of sad that I didn't get to see Daly in the U.S., but I'm also happy for her that she gets to come back to England, play at a top-level club, 
And, you know, I think that she deserves to have some time back home. She's been in the U.S. for so long that, you know, I'm happy for her that she gets to come back to England and, you know, make her statement in the WSL after not really playing there for too much in her previous encounters with the league. Um, Many players have departed the club, including... Um, Anita Asante, she retired, now the coach of Bristol City, and she signed two more of her former play. She signed three um, Aston Villa players. So um, just, just a clarification, Anita Asante was on the team last year, captain. She retired, became the coach of Bristol City, and she signed f- three Aston Villa players in forward Jody Hudden, forward Shania Hales, and a midfielder. And Emily Smine, um, Sami. Another player that retired is defender Natalie Hayag, and um, more players departed the club with two going to Charlton on loan, goalkeeper Sian Rogers and Alicia Endoy. But last but not least, two players left. Forward um, Sophia Haywood left, and midfielder Chloe Arfer departed the club. Ticket sales wise, they will play two. Um, excuse me, four matches at Villa Park. That's the updated number, which is incredible. Great support from Aston Villa of their women's team. So four of their 11 home games will be played there, and their season ticket sales increased 108%. Now let's move on to fourth place team, Manchester City. A lot of people are probably wondering, why did I put Man City here? You know, like, they lost five inter- England internationals, and they struggled to find an identity against Real Madrid. Real Madrid, the top side in Europe, and I think that we kind of knew that they were going to, str- Man City was going to struggle against them. They didn't really have a lot of their better players in the team side, and, you know, they've lost five England internationals, and it could be a sixth, as... As of the time I'm recording this, by the time you're listening to it, it's probably finalized. This is deadline day in Spain. But um, Kira Walsh is rumored, heavily rumored, to leave for 400,000 euros, the biggest contract and the biggest transfer fee in the history of women's football. So in Euro- women's European football, excuse me. So that's a big, really big news coming out of Manchester. So they could be losing their sixth England international. So, you know, and they st- clearly struggled against Real Madrid. So who are those key players that are still there? Well, I mean, Man City is still a powerhouse. They had players, they still have players like Lauren Hemp, who is a wicked left foot, loves to take on defenders 1v1, as shown in her goal in the FA Cup final last year. Chloe Kelly got the game-winning goal in the Euros final for England. 24-year-old had a great recovery to the ACL injury, clearly. That was a big worry for Man City. You know, she was one of their bigger prospects, tore ACL. And you've seen this a lot in women's football with the ACL injuries. It's really hurt players, but not for Chloe. Um, An injury... Injuries have hurt in other Man City players, though, as Man City's captain, Steph Houghton, missed the Euros due to injury. Was, she got stripped of the captaincy for England, even though she has 121 caps. Leah Williamson became the England's captain. And those were... Um, it was a tough summer for Steph Houghton, so it'll be interesting to see how she bounces back this year with a Man City. But she won't be, she won't be another the only player coming back with Man- to Man City. Um, 
There's six new faces in the club this year, starting with goalkeeper Sandy McCliver um, signed, potentially as a backup to Ali Roebuck, or maybe just for some competition. McIver um, didn't uh, have a great season last year with Everton, but that was mainly due to the defense giving up a lot of goals. So I think she's a great goalie. It's been shown at international level for England. So it'll be interesting to see who gets the nod in the starting goalkeeping position. Will it be Ellie Roebuck or a player like Sandy McIver? I thought it was interesting. I knew that she needed to go to a top club, but I don't understand why she wouldn't have gone to a Chelsea or an Arsenal where the goalkeeping depth, you know, isn't... I would have said Arsenal would have been a good fit for her as Lynn, uh, Lydia Williams, the Australian keeper, left and, you know, she could have been competing with Manuel Zinsberger as the future of England, as the future is Arsenal in, in the goalkeeping. But, you know, she is, she's a good competitor. And Ellie Roebuck, who's been the Man City's goalie for a long time, coming Roebuck is coming back from injury, so we'll see how she does this year. Defensively, they made three signings. Fullback Lalo Hobby from Barcelona. Great signing for them, but again, does this really help? Like, does this really heal all the losses that Man City have had? No. Are they getting out of Champions League spot this year? No. But Lalo was a great signing, um for the left-back position, most likely, and she'll definitely be a starter. And they also went to Spain for another defender in Laola Alexandri, the Atletico Madrid defender. Most likely will be playing centre-back, we assume, alongside Houghton and potentially Kennedy. So it'll be interesting to see how she adjusts to the um, Women's Super League. But she wasn't the only Atletico Madrid player that Man City signed, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, Kirsten Kasprag um, was signed from SC Twint, um, the defender. She's a good player. I don't really know if she'll be ready to play the Women's Super League immediately, but one for the future. The two forwards up top include Australian young international Mary Fowler, great player for the future. Again, shown her promise, scored in Australia's last match against... Canada yesterday in a few minutes in and the other forward I was talking about from Atletico Madrid very exciting player Venezuelan international Dana Castellanos and it'll be interesting to see how she adjusts to the world's best European women's league I'm not going to go into the WSL versus NWSL debate today but I'll just call the WSL is the best league in Europe it is the most competitive league in Europe so I'm just going to call it that Although, as I said, there's a long list of players that departed. Long list. Uh, Karen Bardsley, Jill S- G- goalkeeper for England. Jill Scott, midfielder for England. Ellen White, forward for England. All retired. So, those are three big losses. The goalkeeping position was lost. That's why probably they signed Sandy McIver as a backup. Lost Jill Scott. Haven't really replaced her Yes, necessarily, although you could see Lila Alexandri be a more of a defensive midfielder. And they lost Ellen White, which they responded to by signing Dana Castellanos. They also lost more England internationals in Georgia Stanway, the mid- young midfielder to Bayern Munich. Um, they lost, and they also lost another Euros winner in Lucy Bronze, the right back to Barcelona. But the suffering did not end there for Man City in this transfer window. They lost another player to Barcelona's 
rivals, wonderfully talented Scottish midfielder, left-footed player, Caroline Weir, left to Real Madrid. A few more departures were held, but none as big as the ones I mentioned earlier. Karim Benyar-Taib moved to Marseille. She struggled last year in goal for City, and, you know, they needed a little bit of an upgrade there. So good luck to her and her future at Marseille. Three players... um, Excuse me, two players actually left on loan this season for Man City. Jess Park, as we mentioned earlier, moved to Everton on loan, the forward, and defender Maria Francis-Jones moved to Sheffield United on loan. So now we're um, going into the ticket sales thing, which um, we can talk about. Their opening match against Arsenal is a sellout crowd of 7,000 fans at the Academy Stadium. So that's good news for Man City, their best crowd ever at the Academy Stadium. They've had some bigger crowds, obviously, at the Etihad. But it's big to see, you know, a good crowd at, a sellout crowd at their current stadium. And if they keep on getting these, it could maybe push to be playing at a bigger ground next season. Now we move into the top three, which are the Champions League positions. And it could go any way from here. I, I, was, I, I had a heavy debate about these teams, but ultimately, this is what I chose. Have Manchester United moving up the table into third place. Um, they have lots of depth, a great variation of youth and experience, loads and loads and loads of flair. That's the reason why they're here. Um, I debated them in Arsenal. I just think that Arsenal has more depth looking down the squad, more experience, but I think that Man United will definitely be the most, one of the most, if not the most popular team in the league with many popular Women's Euros winners such as Mary Earps, Ella Toon, and Alessia Russo. Besides winning the Euros, um, many of them have different stories. So, this, uh, Earps has 26 appearances for England, 58 for Man U. Obviously, Ella Toon scored that chip goal in the final. She has 14 goals in 23 games for England, 31 goals in 77 games for Manchester United. Russo scored that amazing backheel goal in the semifinal against Sweden. 10 goals in 15 games for England. 12 goals in 26 games for Manchester United. So those are those key players that were on the team last year. It was pretty easy to choose the ones that I thought would be key. Obviously, Tune will probably be much bigger of a name. Same with Russo as she was last year, as she now is a global sensation. And don't talk... Um, about those two without mentioning Mary Herbs, who was in, maybe not, didn't get as much popularity or news written about her in this tournament, but she was holding it down for England in the back. Um, she's one of the reasons why they did so well. Only gave up two goals in the whole tournament, so they had a great defense, which really helped throughout the tournament. Um, so they made a lot of good signings. Man U, and all their signings seemed very productive, and all of them made sense. Uh, let's start with the defense. They signed Maya Letessier, the young right-end defender, and Asisio Torrance, the defender from Atletico Madrid. Torrance was released alongside Hedvig Lindahl. Lindahl retired. Torrance Cara, um, excuse me for the first mispronunciation, pronunciation. Troncara um, was released by Atletico Madrid, looked for a new club, and made made her way over to England um, to play here. The other um, signing, Maya Letessier, from, from, comes from Guernsey. Uh, good player, and I think we'll, we should expect a 
lot in the future from her most likely breaking into the England national team. I assume she would choose her eligibility as England, but she can also play for Wales or Scotland if she wishes. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm not an England football expert on the uh, eligibility rules, but someone, if please correct me on Instagram if I'm wrong, if on our Instagram if I'm wrong, at the Women's Soccer Podcast, but I'm pretty sure that because she lives on an island, surrounding the free countries it depends on her parents which her eligibility for the country is am i not wrong about that i think that she would is playing for england at the youth levels um so i assume she'll play at the national team for me but again please correct me if i'm wrong with any of this at the women's soccer podcast i assume that i'm not a big um i don't understand i don't have the knowledge about the england eligibility rules as i do about america's but I'm pretty sure that she will participate for England as she's participated for them in their youth levels. Uh, Grace Clinton joins the midfielder, joins from Everton. But all the, I guess, stars came, um, came from the attack this summer. Four attacking-based signings, three of them from other WSL teams. But let's start from the one that was not from the WSL, Lucia Garcia, very experienced Spanish international from an athletic club, once a wonder kid, maybe fell off a little bit under the, um, I guess, uh, I guess she kind of went under the radar for a while after, you know, Jenny Hermoso and that whole Barcelona team with Putayas, Alexia Putayas kind of took over the spotlight of Spanish women's football, but... She's still a good player, and it'll be interesting to see if she can kind of rebound her career with Manchester United. Um, they also signed Rachel Williams from Tottenham Hotspur, a good signing for them, and she'll play her former team in the first match, assuming that she starts. Adriana Leone was signed from West Ham United. A good player, has played in the past in NWSL play, so we'll again see how she does with Manu, taking a bit of a step up the table, assuming assuming and last but not least women's euros winner nikita paris the arsenal player barely played for them last year and she was like "Uh, uh-uh i want more playing time and it's clear how talented she is in this international window she's gotten that playing time under serena vigman she has scored two goals so and so is leon leon's also been on fire alongside tune alongside russo so it'll be really interesting to see there's a lot of competition for manchester united and i think that they are a top three side and they are arguably much better equipped for this season than a man city so moving on to who departed the club no ground breaking breaking news departure wise they lost um carnes the forward to aafk fortuna poppy lawson the defender to hibernon marfa harris the defender to birmingham defender diane codwell to reading Goalkeeper friend Bentley to Bristol City. Um, they lost Ivan Verrera Fuso, the forward on loan to Bayer Levenkusen. Christy Smith, the defender to West Ham United. They lost midfielder Carrie Jones to Leicester City on loan. Defender Tara Bourne on Birmingham City to loan. Goalkeeper Emily Ramsey to Everton on loan. And then they lost two more players on loan to Blackburn Rovers and cl- midfielder Chloe Williamson. Cl- excuse me. Chloe Williams, I was thinking of Leah Williamson, and defender Niam Murphy. And ticket sales-wise, they play one match this season at the Old Trafford early December. No other ticket news has been released by the Manchester United 
um, executives officially. But um, now we'll move on to second place. So with this, we have Arsenal and Chelsea left. I have... I was my main debate was between second and third, then first and second. I always knew I wanted Chelsea in first place, so that means as great of a quad, squad as Arsenal has, um, they're just Chelsea's just another level in my opinion. Although it's going to be very competitive, Arsenal Chelsea didn't do great last year. They had a bit of a diff- difficult season, but I think that Arsenal will sadly finish second again. They're here in second because, again, they do have a lot of depth and a number of attacking threats, which I've talked about. I'm not just repeating myself. Chelsea, Arsenal, Man U all have this in common with the depth and threats. But Arsenal also has a lot of unique playing styles in their team, which could sometimes time to hurt them. Medium is very direct, whereas in the midfield, Mana Iwabuchi is more of a calm player. And so was Kim Little. And Beth Mead's also a very calmer player, likes to keep the ball passive more. She's not as direct as maybe Amidama. But speaking of Amidama and uh, Mead, um, those two are some key players for Arsenal this season. Mead won the Golden Boot at the Euros this summer, 29 goals in 47 games games for England. And Viviana Amidama has the most goals all time in the WSL and for the Netherlands team, male or female for the Netherlands, with 95 goals in 115 games for Netherlands and 74 goals in 89 games for Arsenal. So she is a record-breaking goal scorer. Kim Little is a great playmaker and finisher for Arsenal. 59 goals in 140 games for Scotland and 49, four, excuse me, 44 goals in 91 games for Arsenal. So, excuse me, um, players who have joined the club include Kaylon Markazi, um, the goalkeeper from HB Kog, and forward Lena Hartag from Juventus. A lot of play- more players have departed the club, though, with two players leaving to OL Reign. Kim Little left to OL Reign only on loan, though, so she'll be back for the season. And Tobin Heath left to the OL Reign on a permanent deal. Numerous players left to West Ham as well, with Alex Hassani, Kira Flannerney, the forward and midfielder, and also they lost forward Lisa Evans to West Ham, alongside a fourth West Ham player, Haley Housen. So they lost a lot of players to West Ham and OL Reign collectively. Um, Victoria Schnauderbeck, the defender, was released. Goalkeeper Harmony Cole was moved moved to the Lions, Lion, London City Lionesses. Uh, Anna Patton, the defender, moves to Villa on a one-year loan. Um, Simone Boy-Sorsen, the defender, moves to Hammerdy on a permanent deal. Nikita Paris moves to Manchester United on a permanent deal. And Fran Stetson, the goalkeeper, moves to Birmingham City on loan. Ticket sales-wise, they have broken the WSL record for the most tickets sold at a game, 40,000 people and counting. Uh, and they've sold 1,500 season tickets, which is double of last season. As you know, based on my response for number two, I have Chelsea as the winners of the WSL this season. Let me tell you why. I don't want to sound like I'm repeating myself, but again, they have extraordinary depth. Like, you could point out any player on the roster and I could be like, oh yeah, they appeared for this country. Oh yeah, they appeared for that country. Their team is just stacked. I'm sorry. I I think they could go on Invincible if they really put their minds to it. I understand that they struggle in Europe, but their team is just so good. And I don't think anyone can stop them in the league. I mean, 
look at they've many they have so many different goal scoring threats. So let's talk about a three of them. Um, Pernilla Harder. This might sound like a lot of stats and numbers, but this is what I'm trying to show you. This team is the real deal. I can't even believe, as Sam Kerr said, I can't even believe how many play, good players are on this team. Pernell Harder, two-time Women's Player of the Year, 70 goals and 30, 138 appearances for Denmark. Sam Kerr, Ballon d'Or winner, leading goal scorer all-time in NWSL history, 59 goals and 100 caps for Australia. Fran Kirby, 54 goals and 85 Chelsea appearances, 17 goals and 63 England appearances. Very good playmaker. So let's move on to some of the new signings of the team. Defensively, they've made two very big upgrades, signing two players from France that played domestically in France, Evie Perisset, the French right-back from Bordeaux, and Kadisha Buchanan, the Lyon center-back from Canada. We're signed in the midfield. Another two signings made Katarina Svitkova from West Ham United and Yelena Kankovic from Rosengard in Sweden. Up top, two more signings made. Lucy Watson from Sheffield United. They immediately are loaning her out. Um, and last but not least, Jona Reiting Kedreid um, from BK Hacken. A lot of the players did depart the club. Poppy Soper d- departed. Goalkeeper departed to Charleston. Defender Jona Anderson departed to Hammerby. Jorga Fox departed, the defender departed to Brighton on loan. Um, in the midfield, they lost Ji So Yun to Suwon in Korea. That might have been their biggest loss. Drew, they lost Drew Spence to Tottenham Hotspur. Grace Palmer to Lewis up top. They didn't lose anyone permanently, but they lost Emma Thompson to Lewis on loan and Aggie Beaver Jones to Everton on loan. So ticket sales wise, playing their first match this week. And at Stamford Bridge against West Ham United, hoping for a sellout crowd. So the Women's Super League's looking very bright. As a reminder, the season starts on Saturday with Tottenham against Manchester United. Um, all the games in America are accessible on Paramount Plus and CBS Sports Network. Those are two paid subscriptions. But the games that aren't there, don't worry. I know there's only 57 on the that those platforms. If you don't have access to those platforms and you don't have the ability to download them, that's okay. If you have any sort of device, even the one you're listening to on now, you can download the FA Player app and watch all the games except for those 57, which is a lot if you think about it. There's six games a week, 22 match weeks. So if you're thinking about it, there's still a lot of matches that you get to watch over half of the games are going to be streamed on the FA Player, so you can watch those there for free, just with an email and a password. So, thank you for listening to this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it, and this took hours and hours and hours and hours and hours to produce, so I would really appreciate it if you follow us on our social media channels. Again, in, on our, our Instagram is at the Women's Soccer Podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and peace out from your host, L.G. She.